Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I am your host Sawyer as always and today we are continuing our theme of time thrillers with the 2007 Spanish film Time Crimes. It is better than Triangle, I'll say that, where Triangle was a little too heady for its own good or maybe it was just more metaphorical considering that it was taking a modern twist on the Greek tragedy of Sisyphus. Because of that, there was a lot more of a almost fantasy element to that film. There was never any explanation as to how or why the time loop was happening. It was just happening. Whereas Time Crimes is a little more nuts and bolts time travel, which I really appreciated. In some ways, the two movies are mirrored in their concepts. Both characters are trying to change the past and stop things from happening that have already happened. But the results are different and the motivations are different. Uh, Like I said, Triangle is more of a time loop of made of punishment. She's the main character, Jess, is kind of, she's pushing the boulder up the hill and the boulder's coming back and she's just keeping, she's like in an endless loop of doing that. Whereas the lesson learned in time crimes is closer to something that you might learn in real life if you were to say time travel back to the afternoon before and try to change your past. So with that, let's talk about the actual movie. It's very simple and it kind of the beginning, the setup of the film while being intriguing in its own way. It's also kind of the dumbest part of the movie, I guess. Uh, The main character, what's his name? Hector is just, he's kind of an idiot in some ways. He's a little lazy. He's very chill and he's just hanging out in his backyard. Him and his wife had just moved into this house and he's got his binoculars and he's looking out into the woods and he sees at first a girl taking off her shirt, which of course he's like, woo. And then she disappears. And then the next time he sees her, she's like on the ground. So he thinks maybe she might be dead or in some kind of trouble. And so then he kind of haphazardly just slowly investigates by going across the street and like, he just everything he does is so slow. I think it's just because he's a lazy character. Like his character itself is supposed to be kind of lackadaisical. Uh, but eventually he starts getting once he finds the girl's body, he gets stabbed in the arm with the scissors by a masked man and he and he runs away. And at first he runs, and then after a while, he starts to just kind of walk. He thinks he loses the guy. He stumbles across this science facility that is apparently his new neighbor. And he goes inside of the science facility, breaks inside. And I mean, he just, he doesn't seem, he seems a little worried. But for the most part, he's kind of just like walking around. He doesn't seem very pressed at all, uh, which I think... I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but I was watching it with my girlfriend and she even said, like, is this supposed to be a comedy? (laughs) Which I think is funny because it did come off that way. Like his character is so kind of has that buffoon attitude that is honestly just a little bit more endearing than it is frustrating. Like you want to shake him and say, why don't you run? Like this guy is after you. Why aren't you running? Uh, but at the same time, it kind of fits his character because he's just he's a little clueless. But anyway, he goes into this laboratory, finds his walkie talkie 
and starts talking to this basically what ends up being a rogue scientist at this facility everyone is off for the weekend so it's just this guy and this guy is convincing him to come up to this silo at the back of the property it'll be safer there and long story short the guy somehow convinces hector that getting inside of this giant water tank is going to be the only way that he can hide from this masked murderer and he has to get inside the tank which is filled with this liquid and then he's going to press the top down on top of him and then that's he's going to hide and for some reason Hector decides that that is a reasonable course of action and he gets inside and, and lets the guy press him down and of course it's a time machine of course and Hector is shot back into the afternoon before I'll leave it there on the explanation for the story because that's kind of where the hook is and that's where the movie really gets interesting. But if you can't tell, that's kind of a ridiculous setup. And if you watch, as you're watching the movie, as it's so strange because the movie does have, I mean, it is engaging. I mean, that to, up to that point, I was very engaged with the film. Uh, Hector is an idiot and his motivations are very questionable. But at the same time, you do wonder, like, what's happening? What's going on? There is a bit of, there's just enough, like, honestly, a little bit of high strangeness going on. That kind of strangeness that is so, it doesn't really make sense. And so you're kind of trying to understand. And you, let's just say that throughout the movie, you do understand some of the weird little things that happen along the way up to that hook that I just explained that are explained later because this is a time travel movie and he is going into the afternoon before so that series of time from when he is in his backyard with the binoculars up to the moment where he gets inside the time machine is very important and is multilateral so as much as it's a little quizzical and maybe a little preposterous. I mean, not a little, let's say a lot of preposterous that someone would could possibly even just get convinced to get inside of a time machine in the way that he was is just so stupid. But you kind of just had to roll with it. And I honestly don't even really fault the movie for it too much just because sometimes a movie has a vibe or a style that somehow works with incongruent logic if that makes sense. Sometimes it's just the way that you make a film. It's very low budget. You can tell it's a small film. The camera quality is not great. It kind of makes it feel like, once again, like Triangle, that midnight matinee vibe. And so because it's so small and the way that they have written Hector, he is such a hapless, kind of lazy, dumb guy. He's just like the epitome of an average Joe with not a lot of motivation. And so his character kind of sells the ridiculousness. Like, no, I don't think anyone could be convinced to get inside of a giant tub of a time machine uh, in the way that he was. But if there was ever someone who could be convinced, it would be Hector. So while the setup of the movie is obviously ridiculous... The payoff, the eventual narrative complexity of the time travel definitely makes up for it. So you really don't think about it after that first little bit. The rest of the movie is focused on the time travel, 
the consequences of what happens whenever you go back in time and then try to fix the mistakes that you made the first time and then makes the mis- fix the mistakes you made the second time and the next thing you know you're going back in time a bunch of times trying to fix everything when in reality you really can't because if you were to go back in time to try to change something that happened, change the past, then according to the theory in this movie and things I've seen in the past as well on TV shows and stuff like that, you would then effectively be confirming the regular timeline. And what I mean by that is effectively predestination, but in the sense of a time travel sense. So if you went back and changed the past, then you basically were always meant to do that. And so you didn't change anything because you were supposed to get in the time travel and go back. So time is in that sense linear even if you were to go back in time, which it seems paradoxical, but kind of makes sense. And in the context of the movie, it definitely makes sense to me. It gets a little heady. It gets a little like hurts your brain a little bit when you try, when you start trying to think about it, but in a great way, it stimulates the brain. It's, it's very, it piques your curiosity and there's a little bit of mystery to it, but really more than anything, it's more of a thought experiment, which is really fun. And that's one of the things I love about time movies Uh, This isn't like Back to the Future where you're creating an alternate timeline. This is more of confirming the timeline that's already always been there, which I really appreciated that too. And at some point, Hector has got to come to terms with that. So, And in some ways, if we go back to Triangle, Jess never got to accept that. She kept trying to change, and she was stuck in the loop doing it forever and ever and ever. But once again, that has more of a fantasy element. This is grounded more in reality, despite how ridiculous the setup is. It makes more sense in like actual time travel theory. And yes, I know that string theory does exist and that multiple dimensions would maybe make more sense, say, if you were to go back in time and it would be it'd be closer to the Back to the Future. Or if you've seen the new Flash, they kind of talk about that where when you go back in time and change things, you create new alternate timelines, alternate dimensions. Everything can kind of change. Butterfly effect kind of stuff. Uh, The butterfly effect is not in effect in this film, which I think is interesting. It's a different look at time travel. And I just love how many different ways you can think about time travel. And this is why I chose, I think, Time Crimes and Triangle... Because these are time loop movies that are not like the Groundhog Day time loop movie. It is technically time loop. But whereas Groundhog Day or, I mean, you could just list them off. Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Happy Death Day to You, or I think that's what it's called. And um, I mean, there's so many. What was that one with Andy Samberg? Uh, Palm Springs. Those are time loop movies where you are reliving the same day over and over again. Like Happy Death Day, if you die, you come back. Groundhog Day, if you die, you come back to that same origin point. Edge of Tomorrow, you die, you come back. It's it's a different style. It's like its own genre of time loop movie, whereas this film and Triangle a little bit too is more of one character who has a fixed perspective, especially through the narrative of the movie, who is actively going back in time and then actively choosing to go back in time again through a time machine creating a multi-layered time loop 
but not being stuck, not being rubber banded back to a point of origin like in Groundhog Day or Edge of Tomorrow where when you die or get to the end of the day, you go back to the original point of your fixed state. And I think I like that quote unquote time loop kind of movie a little bit more because it actively engages the ideas of time travel versus having that time travel, that time loop be more grounded in either fantasy or maybe just a plot device in order to have fun with an idea like what would happen if I had the same day over and over again. There's not so much science fiction involved in it. It's more of a plot device. So I prefer having the time travel be more integral to the time loop idea. Does that make sense? Uh, that's the kind of the rub when you're talking about um, time movies is that it might get a little confusing. So uh, in lieu of confusing anymore, let's get back to what we're talking about. Time Crimes is a fun movie. It's very simple. Um, it is stimulating, but it's not really. there's not really too much to it. It's not going to change your life, but it will stimulate your brain. It'll activate your curiosity, and it'll keep your attention. So solid 7 out of 10 of a movie. It's very small, low budget. Uh, but what they did with it, I, I'm pretty impressed with. Um, like I said, it's not it's not anything crazy, but I'm glad I finally saw it. I've been meaning to watch that movie for so long. I've almost pressed play a million times because it sounds interesting. But I kept hearing like mixed things that made me think maybe it's not worth my time. But it definitely was worth my time. And I would recommend it to anyone who likes these kind of time loop movies. I think it's kind of a staple of this era. Uh, little did I know, I had this theme of time thrillers is all set in the 2000s, so that's kind of fun. I didn't even plan that. So, And we're also going in reverse age order, once again, didn't plan it. So Triangle's 2009, Time Crimes is 2007, and then next week we are going to watch Frequency, which is a totally different kind of departure as far as the style. These last two were horror-esque. I'd say more in the thriller, uh, psychological, mystery, sci-fi realm, but you could maybe say it's on the horror side, uh, whereas Frequency is more of that like 90s, 2000s quintessential father-son type movie that's very sentimental and maybe just a little emotionally manipulative, but has the fun quirk of being a time thriller. So there's a bit of... I think in that one, it's a little bit more of a string theory situation where you, based off of a, a cosmic event, a son is able to contact his father from 30 years before. So it, I'm very excited to get into that one next week, uh, and that'll round out our time thrillers. But for this week, Time Crime, 7 out of 10, solid movie. Go watch it. I hope you have a good week this week, and I will see you guys next Friday.